Such an idiot. I don't think we're echoing anymore. Uh, Mic check one, two, one, two, one, two. Hey, hey. Welcome to the Radio Shorty Podcast with my beautiful, handsome uh, co-host every single week. His name, get this, DJ Hi Kevin. Oh my God. Hi. Uh, Joining us this week, uh, you may know him uh, as the oldest DJ at Rutgers, what is the bar? You Old Crow University? Where oh, do you DJ? Jesus. Old Queens, and I don't DJ there anymore. But yes, ah, I was the oldest DJ at the bar. So old, he retired. Uh, also, you may know him from uh, at the SCE event group. He is a DJ on uh, Play FM in Florida. Uh, he does all these mixes on Mixcloud. Both of these guys, talented, uh, talented in their own right. Please welcome, uh, no relation, by the way, to Andy Cohen, Jason Cohen, a.k.a. DJ Demand. Round of applause. Everybody. Come on. Wait, are you related to Andy on. Cohen? That's a good question. Are you related to Andy Cohen? No, I am not related to Andy Cohen. Are you sure? Are you positive? Have we done a DNA oh, test? Do we do ancestry? I can call my parents and ask, but I don't think and so. That'd be the, what, what we are you related to, it, no, follow-up question, are you related to Jason Statham? Why, why would he be? Why, why would he be? Because it doesn't. Well, you and Andy Cohen have the same last name, so you and Jason have the same first name. So he would also be related to Jason Clock and Jason Janai. Then is that what, is that where we're going with this? And Jason Henninger and uh, plenty of others. I have a Jason. The popcorn guy is actually a Jason. <laughs> Please, that, that endorsement that was, last week was hockey, hockey, long. hockey mask Jason. Hockey mask, yes, Jason. Hockey mask, Jason. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, that that advertisement was an absolute shit show last week. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm still trying to find the website. <laughs> there is no website, Shorty. You gave out the website. website. I did I, not. I, I did not give out a website. I did. I did not give out a website. I, I crossed my heart. Eight, hope eight times. I'm like, God. what am I spelling wrong here? I want this I damn popcorn. Bro, bro, I want the popcorn. Man, I was like, I want some I fucking do. popcorn. I, and I can't find it. Oh, good. Dude, you guys don't understand. I was actually just hanging out later that night. I had a couple drinks. I got some like Jameson around here somewhere that was gifted to me. And I just like, there's so much popcorn still in the carpet. Like from me just fucking. <laughs> but no, it's um, it's the number two B-R-O popcorn on Instagram. Also, like that's sort of like where they're going. I just want you to know like endorsements yeah. are usually just 60 seconds. So if, you know, we can kind of just keep it to uh, 60 seconds to six minutes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> sure <laughs> i think i can manage that uh that um, would be ideal yeah. demand we appreciate you also, joining on the show oil. oh sorry i'm stepping over kevin already <laughs> kevin's already having some drinks he's already wasted just stepping over everybody uh i wanted to say demand i appreciate you uh coming on the show uh i think that you um i, I man you're like you're like one of my good good friends that i met during the pandemic um, you're also the friend that saved Kevin from getting a blowy on, uh, on Twitch after, uh, he raided Joe Bunn. And for some reason, when I went to Kevin's stream, I couldn't see Bunn, but I saw Kevin and his legs and Teddy and some stuff. So I texted you and said, I don't have Kevin's number, but the Playboy channel is about to happen. So you should text him. <laughs> I don't know if you we're remember three minutes, his leg. We're three minutes into this thing. <laughs> Kevin and his legs. I mean, pretty good legs. <laughs> pretty good. Do you remember that? Do you remember? That's like I texted you. I was like, I don't have Kevin's number, but I think you do, and you should probably reach out. I think you called him uh, like three times. And like the third time he. Called me a number of times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the third so. time he answered, and uh, you couldn't hear anything, and you just hear like, 
like you see Kevin like uh-huh uh-huh and then he like looks at the camera and just like it's like i think he unplugged everything and just like the stream went off so. it was just run dun, 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 dun. for for anybody that doesn't stream on twitch when you're done streaming you can like raid somebody and send all of your viewers to somebody else uh and then you still have to press the stop button to stop recording uh kevin did half of that I'm just not good at that. I'm so bad at remembering to do that afterwards. Sometimes I would let it run for like 45 minutes after I was done. And I like it kills your ratio, which is something that you, you know, you work towards to get that affiliate status. Um, and um, yeah, so then in turn, I nearly put on a live show uh, that did not include a donkey. <laughs> or, or, or a subscription to OnlyFans. Or, or censorship in any way. <laughs> But, but here's the thing is that that's how our friendship began is, uh, Kevin yeah, yeah. DM'd me on Twitch, which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, and, and he, he said, thanks bro for the heads up demand. Let me know that you text him. And then you gave me your number. And then from there, we've just been fucking homies, bro. I've just been rolling ah, around. I fucked up. I fucked up big time. Um, uh, the big, go ahead, go ahead, demand. No, I was going to say, I've, I've, I think I've met and become close to more people over the stay at home pandemic era than I have in any other era, probably since like, you know, college and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it's people that like I'm extra super close with. I mean, you know, shorty, we play call of duty every night together. Uh, yeah. We've seen each other in person, you know, under 10 times, you know, but it's just yeah. crazy how that works out. You know, that some of the people that I'm closest to that know the most about me are people that live far away that I met over the past two years. But here we are. I think uh, one of the funniest things is everybody pretty much growing up was told, don't meet Strangers. people that you meet on the internet in real life. Yeah. Like, don't go and meet with them. And I literally have driven to Boston to meet two strangers <laughs> at uh, Buffalo, like, I don't know, um, Dave and Buster's. That's where it was. You know, I've had, Shorty has been to my house. Only, Drew, only to his house. Nowhere else in York, PA. Just Didn't we sense. talk about this? Didn't we make a deal? Didn't we make a deal, no, Shorty? We, made any we deals. made a deal. There were no deals made. All right, well then, None. that's part of the drinking game now is every time you mention York, Pennsylvania. Uh, so Friday, we were texting, I was texting a high cabin about the show and just kind of going over things and talking about demand being on the show. And I made that joke about uh, I've never been to York, PA. And so I get this video from Kevin and he's like, he goes, he goes, here's a Wendy's and here's a Ross's. And he, here's a, you know, Publix, they're closed. And then, and then he goes, dress barn for all your dress yeah. barn needs. And then he like pans <laughs> over and he goes, and here's a Chili's. And then that's where the video ends. Uh, but I don't, you know, look, man, you could have been in fucking it. Cleveland, Ohio for all I know. I don't know. I, I just, I didn't see it for myself. I saw none I of that it. area when I was driving in or out of uh, your town. So I'll take your word for it. I've also been to wherever central new jersey demand is we hung out uh so again like you said the pandemic not that like that was a great thing we all went through uh but there were some good things that came out of it you had to find kind of some positive moments um silver linings right from, yeah you had to find some silver linings from all the the you know the negativity out of what covid and coronavirus created which then uh everybody take a drink because i got fired from radio and then i was able to join you guys in atlantic city for dj expo so Oh, I don't have a drink. Oh, can I get a drink? Can you, can you, why go get one? Are you drinking liquid death? Yeah, I'm on. drinking I'm, liquid I'm death. I'm getting a drink. Hold on. I didn't get a drink. Hold on. It's not so alcohol. He, 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 first he mentions Cleveland and now you're drinking liquid death. 
and Drew and Fuse are desperate for a sponsor. Oh, I know. From them. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the. I think that's one of the funniest things is how how much they love it. Um, but dude, I actually saw this video about it that I want to send to Drew and Fuse. Um, I actually saved it on my phone. That's how serious I thought it was. Um, <clears throat> Don't tell me there's like a scandal or something. There's this guy does an acidity test, and it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I encourage everyone. Uh, the guy's name is actually Kevin James five eight seven three on TikTok. Are you does related a to Liquid him? Death killing you example? Yeah, actually, because um, my middle name is James, so we have to be related. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, so he does this, like, little pH test, right? Mm -hmm. And then he does, like, some just, like, clear water, and he does the pH test, and then he pours the regular water into the liquid death, and it still is more, it's still that acidic, that it, like, wipes out. It's, like, you guys got to see yourself. It's it's pretty crazy. It's it's just so chemistry, and I love that shit. So, um, yeah, Druid Fuse, you know, um... You love it. Everything we drink in some way, shape, or form kills us. So fuck it. Yeah, it's got to be better than I'm at. soda and Red Bull and all that other stuff. Agreed. I'm drinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Speaking yeah. of Drew and Fuse, yeah. we'd go ahead and make the announcement now that we had our little uh, uh, conversation in the Instagram DMs. Kevin, uh, yes. go ahead and let us know what's doing uh, next week on the show. Uh, next week, Drew and Fuse are going to be on the show. That's awesome. Which, if we all I'm start so drinking, it's just going to be a shit show of a show. Just kind of laying that out there. I don't know if they drink on their show or not, but we started. Drinking. I don't think they would. Uh, they would have a problem with that. Love it. But that's going to be bad because actually on Tuesday, um, I do training for our incoming DJs at Clock Entertainment on Tuesdays, and I've actually started doing it at my house, just because it's more convenient. I have you know multiple sets of gear that we can use. Um, but it is one of the trainees' birthdays, so I've already oh, agreed no. to make margaritas for them. So, yeah, it might be like two days in a row of a total shit show. And honestly, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely feeling a lot older. Um, oh, you guys are both like 10 years older than me, so you... <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I, I just can't, I can't hang the way I used to, man. You know, I really can't. Yeah. I had, th you guys... I had three beers last night. I'm still a little... <laughs> that gets you three beers anything over two i get a hangover no matter what it's not wow yeah a headache i get like a headache but i mean this yeah, is I, my i don't this, feel like i used to this is my first drink since vegas like i have oh. my white claw in my hand this is my first drink since vegas which we all know how vegas went you know i, I went out there had a little fun got a little drunk uh, but i don't drink on the regular like these guys are playing call of duty and Demands like let me go to the refrigerator and pop an open beer and drink it. And I don't I don't drink at home, so this is uh this is a special occasion for the boys. I've got the the white claw raspberry uh, out right now. Hey, can we talk raspberry. about um obviously this week uh, and on Sunday there was some big news. Obviously everybody's been talking about it. Uh, kind of the slap heard around the world per se. And uh, I want to play the video obviously and then get your reaction uh, to the video. Again, just, I mean, insane. Just an insane slap for sure. I mean, just, oh, my God. Absolutely crushed. That's Can we Absolutely watch that again? Leveled. Can we watch that again? Let's watch that slap one more time. Just, I mean. Uh, if you don't know what's happening, you're not watching uh, on YouTube. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so you guys thought I was going to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. I'm talking about the DJ that was DJing at, like, a Chili's. Uh, that knocked the shit out of would look like a I don't know what a eighteen year old kid person I would say right 
looked yeah. young, but he was holding a. Looked it looked like young. I look. I watched a video. Is he holding a beer? I think he, he is, might be yeah. twenty. Yeah. So now it makes it a little better. The older you get, the younger people look. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if if you guys saw a twenty one year old, you probably instantly think that they're like seventeen or eighteen. I'm telling you, it's it's like that. Right. Bad. That's you know. what I'm saying. I saw the drink, and I'm like, oh, he's got to be 21. So, yeah. okay, so um, first off, it looks like he's at an Applebee's or a Chili's or one of those type of establishments where this DJ is DJing for whatever. Uh, and this, to, for those that weren't watching and couldn't see, basically, you know, there's a DJ set up on, like, a high-top table in a restaurant. He's got his, you know, stuff up there. Music's not playing. So it makes me believe that maybe the kid hit something, the music went off, the DJ was nowhere near his gear. Uh and this kid is just looking at the computer and the gear or whatever. DJ runs over, basically, like, knocks him to the ground, like, onto the wall, to the ground. Uh, and I think he says something like, don't touch my fucking gear or equipment or whatever, and then plays the song. Um, if you're in this situation, uh, I think all three of us would say we probably are not going to react the same way, right? We're not going to body slam a 21-year-old, right? <laughs> I, actually- I wouldn't win up. I wouldn't when I'm 60. That's for sure. He looked a little you know? older. Yeah. I I, yeah, yeah. I actually had this happen to me, uh, and it didn't end up the same way. I did not hit the person. Um, but he, he like, leveled him into a whole other yeah. dimension. The kid disappears. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know where went. the kid I literally don't know where the kid went. <laughs> and he, the, the best part is he's wearing that shirt. What You guys, you guys saw the shirt smash, that smash uh, DJ's. Yeah. yeah he, how about Smash Kids? Yeah. All right. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. I stole that from Reddit. I won't lie. I stole that comment from Reddit. My favorite part um, in re- the Reddit comments where everyone was like, well, I just want to know what song he played. Like, they were trying to figure out what the first, like, three seconds of the intro was in the song. And my favorite is he hit play on the song, but then like I don't know if he felt like he was gonna like do justice by then helping the kid up and or whatever because he does go over to kind of lean over to pick the kid up, but then there's a waitress there helping him out. Like I understand, you know, we don't want you know people at bars and restaurants and even at weddings touching our gear uh, unless it's like stage. Like obviously, like JSG had the grandma scratch on the on the thing, which is fucking the most epic video I've ever seen in my life. But I don't know. I think there's another <clears throat> way to handle it. I think you know. What would you, uh, Kevin? What would you do in this situation? Kid comes up, uh, messes with your gear, your music goes off, you run back over. What are you doing in that situation? Um, I'll be honest. I can't think of any time really that I've ever been that far away from my stuff to let someone just creep up on that. Not even at a bar. I, I do. Um, I haven't done like just general bars like that, but when I do, uh, or when I did, when I like first started, I had my back against a wall. I was up on like a, a slight level up. So there was definitely like a natural barrier. Um, the, where he's set up is so strange to me. It is. He's like kind of against a wall, uh, but then there's seats like immediately behind him and people actually dining like right behind him. Yeah. And again, it so looked like I, an I'm, Applebee's. I mean, if you're, if it you're, literally looks exactly yeah. like. Yeah, demand like the, like the little two like you know one person facing one other person two person booths against the wall like that it was absolutely Applebee's demand. Uh, you worked at the old Queens Crow Rutgers bar for uh, twenty years or or whatever, so you're very familiar. I, you know, I don't, I've never been to the bar, but obviously you've done like Zoom or uh, Twitch, you know, live things. So we kind of saw like where you set up and. You have like a very compact space where there's not a lot of people can get back there. I think you and Nick Spinelli did a live video there one night. 
And literally, it was like you and Spinelli. That's it. There was no room. But let's say you did walk away. Kid walks up, you know, college kid, touches your gear. Your shit goes off. Like, I mean, I don't think you're punching the guy in the face. But, you know, what do you do in that situation? I mean, luckily, most of the time, there's a bouncer by me. I mean, even if I got to run to the bathroom, I'm like, yo, just go stand in front of there for a minute. Now, look, I've had times when these girls that are just entitled and think that they can get away with whatever. I've had a girl reach over and press like press the turntable i've had guys do that too i stop the music i get on the microphone and i go we're not starting again until this person's kicked out of here like no way. i was like furious so yeah and, and we got and we got her out um the uh but i was gonna say i have had this happen before um i used to do every home game for the Rutgers football team we would have like this big tailgate event so the, the three hours before um the kickoff uh, there'd be like a big stage set up and drinks and all these tents and everything. Sponsors all right outside of the stadium. We would have bands play and I was the DJ in between the bands and the announcer and all that. So there's one point when the football team is coming on the buses to get into the stadium, right? They, they just arrived to the stadium. So I turn, are we good? Yeah, no, it's on my end. Okay, okay. So I turn my, uh, my music off when the football team comes and then the marching band plays, right? I now walk off the stage and walk all the way down to where the bus is. I got a wireless mic and I do my big presenting your Scarlet Knights, like the whole big thing over the loudspeaker. I did that. And then I turn around and I look up at the stage far, far away. I mean, it's like a, a you know, a 30 second like a football run. field away. Nah, almost. But um, there is a just drunk kid standing on the stage. And like he's right by my DJ equipment. I don't know if he's about to sit down at the drummer's seat or like touch my DJ equipment, but like I bolted, like ran over there, got up. Now I'm not gonna push this guy off of a big stage, um, but I just kind I grabbed him. I, I grabbed him and like just kind yeah. of like walked him away off the stage, and I was just like, you know, just made sure he wasn't gonna fall. I mean, I'm not trying to get sued or, or anything like that, but I like by his, like the back of his shirt, like escorted him down the stairs off the stage. And again, grabbed a bouncer, you know, security guard that was there and was like, get this guy away from here, you know? Yeah. But that's the best way to handle it, you know, usually. Now, if you're at a bar Louie or Chili's and this happens, you don't exactly have that option of, of staff there, so. You mean there's uh, no my... security guy at Applebee's? What the fuck? <laughs> The, I, big, uh, the big bouncer crossed arms <laughs> checking IDs. I was doing a club years ago, and uh, this is back in my day where uh, I so like DJs are going to roast me for this, but whatever. Uh, I was more of a host MC, like kind of, you know, buying people shots and drinks and stuff like so I used a program called Mixmeister. I don't know if you guys know what that mm -hmm. is, but yeah. basically like you line up playlists, you hit play. And my job at the club was like, yeah, go up and play music and that sort of thing. But the, the, the owner wanted that interaction of like being on the microphone, clear across the other side of the bar, buying drinks. Hey, come, you know, come do shots. We've got shots for free, everybody over here, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I would just let the laptop run and it would run itself. And then I knew what songs were kind of getting low in the playlist. I would go add more music. And then the night comes. At this point, all I have to do is like throw my laptop in the bag throw my hard drive in the bag, zip everything up, and then I leave it uh, underneath the the DJ booth, you know, where, you know, all the crates and all the other stuff were. So I go back to get paid. I come back out. I go to grab my laptop, and it's just me, the bartender, the bouncer, and, like, the bartender's boyfriend there. So it's not like there's a crowd of people. 
come out, my laptop bag is gone. I was like, whoa, uh, what? Like, what's going on? So I, like, turned around, and I was like, uh, Khaled, <clears> was, <throat> Khaled was the guy by the bar. I was like, yo, like, where's my laptop? He's like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I swear I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything. And so um, I'm, like, looking around the club. I, like, walk out to my car thing. Like, did I put it in my car? And I just don't remember. And uh, I come back in, and, like, the the girl bartender's boyfriend was kind of, like, snickering and, like, smiling. And I was like, yo, where's my laptop? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, just kind of like that. And um, I was like, seriously, man, I was like, this is my livelihood. Like, this is how I make a living. And uh, he pulls it out from behind the bar. And his girlfriend and him were laughing. And I fucking, like, I literally grabbed him by, like, the fucking shirt. I was like, don't you fucking ever do that again. Like, I went irate. And the owner came out and, like, berated the kid, like, Bob, like nice. to my defense. And he was like, that's how he makes his fucking money. That he starts at the bartender. He, like, looks at her and he's like, don't ever invite your fucking boyfriend in here again. He's a piece of shit. Like, just oh, on my side, go, basically, bro. like, understanding that this is how I make my money. And also, this is how I bring people <clears> into <throat> his club. So, and I'm, like, 21, right. 22 at this time. So, it's not like I have you know, money to just be like, oh, let me go buy another $1,000 laptop and find more music. Like, it's, you know, that was a scary time. So that's the only time I've really had a, a confrontation with somebody that I had to get personal with. I did have this other time I was at a club, and the, the DJ booth was like, you could kind of walk up and just, like, talk to me. So, like, my laptop's here, and then you could just talk to, like, literally me, like, as you and I are talking. And it was, like, 10.05 at night. The club had just opened, and I'm playing – like just just random shit that you know no one probably wants to hear later in the night, but just whatever. Guy comes up, he's like, "Hey man, can you play blah blah blah?" And it was like a hotter song that obviously I knew I was gonna play later in the night. I was like, "Yeah man," I was like, "People get in here, I'm gonna I'm gonna add that." And he's like, "No no no, like right now." And I was like, "Well, not right now." And he slaps my laptop and like shuts Ooh. it, so like all the music stops. And the bouncer happened to be like five feet away and just. Decks him straight in the face. Oh, yes. dude, let's go. Dude, hits the ground and, like, knocked out, sprawled out like a movie. Like, you know, he sprawled out on the ground. Uh, so then I opened up my laptop, restart the program, that sort of thing. And they, they kicked him out, and the, the bouncer came back out and came up. And he's like, look, man, you ever have issues like that? Call my name on the mic. I got you. So it's always That's been, amazing. like, the people that I was working with, clubs, bouncers, that sort of thing. Like, they always had my back. They always kind of understood um, yeah, I never tried to beat the shit out of anybody like the Smash Kids uh, DJ, which again, he looked, you know, I, I, maybe he just had a bad day, you know, maybe they didn't give him like two for one margaritas or something. I don't know. I mean, somebody. I think that was a joke. I think that was a joke, and we were supposed to laugh, man. <laughs> there you go. Hey, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just while we're talking about it, Demand, I do want to dive into like some DJ stuff with you uh, in just a moment, but I want to warn people that um, if you mess with our gear, you can get a felony class three, like against you. Why? Like, you can go to you can go to jail, dude. At least the way it is in Pennsylvania. I have a buddy, uh, DJ Scriggs, um, and he had a girl spill like pour water all over his. Uh, I think he had a rain one mm-hmm. and and in his laptop. So it all had to be replaced. And a felony class three is um, in Pennsylvania, I believe it's uh, defined as damages 
exceeding $2,000 and up to like $8,000 or something like that. Yeah, this this 26 year old school teacher is going to jail for like wow. 10 years, uh, up to 10 years. Because you know, of obviously there's with DJ gear. Because she poured. Because she thought that she would just cute or funny or whatever, and decided to pour a drink all over his gear. Wow. I would. So, yeah, cry. there's a reason. Like, just imagine getting decked by a bouncer is probably a lot better. Yeah, that dude. That so dude yeah, had a bruise on it. his eye, like no doubt. Yeah, he probably yeah. had or wherever they punched him. Uh, but he was able to wake up the next day. My stuff obviously wasn't damaged at all. Like, I mean, he just shut the laptop and everything sure. just kind of stopped. And and the other cool thing is, like, not cool, but at least it was like 10.05 at night. Nobody was there, but, like, bartenders right. and a few people. Uh, had it been, like, you know, 1 in the morning and he did that, you know, I think I would have probably been a little more irate. But it also happened also quick where, uh, like, he hit my laptop and you're in that your brain just kind of goes into that stun kind of like, Whoa, wait, what? And then before I knew it, I just saw this arm swing dude gets stacked in the face dudes out. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I guess we've taken care of that issue. Um, That's crazy. Kevin, you touched on uh, demand and obviously demand. Look, man. I, and I've talked to Kevin about this and I think I've talked to you demand, but I suck when it comes to, like scratching and that sort of stuff. And you guys are both, uh, I admire what you both do. Cause I don't, I don't understand it. Like I, I watched demand at uh Mex in Las Vegas and he's with Rugosa and they're doing this like metronome, uh, how to scratch, like basically the very, I guess what it'd be like the very fundamentals of how to scratch. And if you want to learn how to scratch, please go reach out to the Rugosas. Uh, they're, they come from another planet. I think they're that talented. Yeah, it's called Evolve DJs. Um, okay. Evolve DJs. That's the program. I'm a part of it. I'm a student of his. Um, and it was. it's all done online. It's very well done. Uh, but um, it was cool because we were there in person. And somebody was asking what Evolve DJs is. And he's trying to explain it. I'm like, why don't we just do this in person? Like, show him right here. And then he puts on the metronome. He does, like, a four-beat scratch. And then I copy the four-beat scratch. And we're going back and forth like that. Right. That's what we were doing. But... Uh, so we were at Max, the Rev 7 was there on display, and of course, Demand without you know any uh, inkling just kind of walks up. And I love Demand's like swagger, like bro, he he's so cool, calm, and collective. Where uh, you know he does these like scratches and he's doing all this stuff, and I'm doing like a stupid way of like how to do it, like on my pad here on my desk. But like people were like now hovering around and watching him. Rachel Lynch walks up, of course, at the right time, like live on YouTube, and like is getting Demand scratching and. It's always something that's very fascinating to me. But uh, you did buy the Rev 7, and uh, I am kind of curious because I've told Kev, I do want to kind of start learning how to in in you know, create scratches into my wedding sets, like, you know, how to do that. I have, I have no clue, but as far as, like, buying the Rev 7, why would you buy it? Do you love scratching on it? Like, what are your pros and cons here with this new mixer you did, you, you did finally get and buy and it arrived at your house this week? Yeah, first of all, I just got it. Um, I have not taken it out to a, a an event yet. Um, it's actually right here, like right here on on my desk. On um, and now it's gonna fall down. If if you're on YouTube, yes. If not, just trust. Take my word for it. It's right in front of me. Um, I've just been messing around with it so far. Uh, basically, the Rev Seven is everything that I wanted out of the last Pioneer controller, the the one thousand SRT. Um, the 1000 SRT came out. It was a four-channel mixer uh, and platters that look like the CDJs. Um, 
and act like them. Uh, and I was like, man, I wish those platters were moving like a turntable. And I wish that the mixer part was a battle mixer uh, with two channels and was kind of like the, the mixers that I'm used to. And that's exactly what they did with this thing. So, I mean, it's I'm used to using either turntables or the Rain 12s, which is basically like a turntable, um, you know, with a battle style mixer. And this is just a little bit shrunken down version of it uh, without losing any of the features, really. Um, so the jog wheels are a little bit smaller. Um, I've really spent a total of like 30 minutes scratching on this thing between the, the Vegas expo and having it at my house. And what I just, what I could say is it just feels pretty natural. Um, usually like if I go from a CDJ to a, a controller to a turntable, like it takes me a little bit to like get used to it. I just, pick this thing up and start scratching. And I'm like, yeah, feels like turntables. You know, it doesn't feel exactly like vinyl. Um, you know, there's definitely a little bit of a difference, but not enough where it's like going to hinder what I'm trying to do. Like I, like give me like a couple of events of a couple of weeks of working on this thing and it will just, it's natural. It's comfortable. Um, you know, it, I can do all the same scratches. Like right now when I use a controller, I do different types of scratches than if I'm on the turntable. Um, with this, I can do whatever I need, want to do. Like whatever's in my head, I just do it on this thing. You know, it's there's no limitations. It's not like, well, this won't let me do this because it doesn't turn anymore. So it's pretty natural. It, it, I, I, I'm so far, I, I'm loving this thing. It just, you know, it's it's going to be great. And yeah, yeah. Have you used other moving platter um, controllers I, before? I I messed around with the Rain one a little bit. Um, right. I, at the Atlantic City Expo, I spent an hour on it at the Bun Booth, um, and then I feel like somebody I knew had it, and I played around with it. Maybe Jan and I had it for, you know, I know he got one for a little bit. Um, I liked it, but it just, it that natural feeling that I, I'm trying hard to explain, I just, it didn't have it. And then the other thing that I didn't like about that was the internal, uh, it didn't have any, like, hardware effects. Everything was Serato right. effects. Uh, this has yeah. the same effects as an S9, S11 mixer, and then some. Can, so, can you explain that? So, like the effects, which again, uh, I, th I think yeah. their DJs are probably will be listening to this and don't really know the difference between that. Can you explain what onboard effects are and what Serato effects are, and why you do and don't like that? Right. So this, when you have the the hardware effects, when it's built into the actual equipment itself, um, I mean you know, with an S11 mixer, you could be playing an actual record, like a vinyl record, forget about it, no computer, and you could still do the same effects, your echo, your things like that. Um, if you don't have that, if you're on the Rain 1, or I think even the 72, you have uh, the Rain 72, you have to use the effects built into the software. Um, and Serato has effects like the, the echo and all that type of stuff. I just feel that these, the, the hardware effects are more, again, more natural. It does what I want it to do. Um, it doesn't feel, I, I just, it feels better to me. I don't know. I, I, it gets a better sound out of, it. I just love the effects that pioneer puts into their products. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, and then that's one thing. Cause I have the 1000 SRT that I <clears throat> use out at events fairly often, but then I've got, you know, my reloops and phase and my S nine sitting just right on the other side of this computer screen. Um, and it just always feels right. You know, like it, it, it truly feels like coming home. Um, and, and I do, or like, and I'm sure you would say the same thing, man. Like I, you gotta, you gotta understand just how things work on the, like the, you know, the, the turntables and that'll explain so much more as to what you're doing when you're working with a controller. 
Um, our friend Chris Cruz is learning scratching right now, and he put a video up on TikTok. Um, I actually recorded like a 10-minute video just trying to give him some tips, and then I, I totally just folded. At the end of the video, I literally say, what the fuck am I doing making this video for you? didn't ask for help. You know, like I literally, <laughs> did, I, I was just... He? I don't remember if he did. He didn't he didn't specifically like solicit advice. So I was just like maybe I'm like overstepping a little bit. So if Chris if you hear this and you want help then obviously I'm more than happy to. Oh you never um, sent you never sent him the video. I never even sent it. Never even sent it. But I I just one thing that I noticed is that he and, and not to pick on Chris at all but to give him unsolicited advice criticism. without just giving to him. Constructive criticism is is like you got to you have to imagine that the the turntable's still moving even though you're not touching it. So he's like pushing it forward and then pulling it back, you know, which is just a, a lot of like you obviously you can do that. Um, but like it's just, you know, a lot of times you want the vocal to come through very naturally. So you're not going to like push it through, you know, right. I guess that's like a stab more than anything. Well, and I think um, that especially here. So uh, for those listening and have listened for the first time, Kevin's from PA uh, to Manson, Jersey. I'm from South Carolina. Every everybody's different. Every DJ is different. Every music so style is different. And so here in the South, it's always been told to us by maybe older DJs or, or whatever that, ah, you don't need to scratch at weddings. And for us, we do have this kind of, um, kind of thought in our head because DJ scientists from the Yang twins is from here. And we used to see him at every club and he would do these like five minute, like epic, just scratch, just your mind would explode. And so that's what we always thought. And then I would watch demand and, you know, even in like your wedding videos or like, you know, whoever is your assistant would grab like a quick video of you scratching out into the next song or like Spinelli, uh, shout out to him for being on Barstool on Instagram this week. The guy's killing it on TikTok. And he did that uh, party in the USA into Britney Spears. But there was that quick, it wasn't like. There, it wasn't like that quick, like, it wasn't like that five minute, like, scientist, like, scratch. It was just that quick. Yeah. Let me get out of it and into this next song. And I think that's what, again, people down here just, we didn't really understand. We, we didn't. And so for me, I never grew up scratching. I never grew up, you know, I grew up watching scientists. I admired what he does and did, but. You know, it was always like a, a stowed upon us, like you know, your brides will fucking hate you because if you if you do it and like that sort of thing. Whereas, it is kind of this art form of like instead of just echoing out or something or you know phasing out or whatever effect you're going to use, you guys now have another tool in your toolbox to be able to transition or just create some kind of fun that's little it. vibe in that's between. That's just the song. it right there, dude. Does that that's make sense? It. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. You. If I were to go out there and just scratch for five minutes straight, I would lose the dance floor. Uh, if I were to go out there and do the Jazzy Jeff where you're beat juggling the song and starting it over, I mean, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear the songs and the 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 and, and the timeline that the song is supposed to come out. They want to be able to sing along to it. But like right. you said, it's it, we use it as a tool, something different than echoing out every time or just doing a plain blend. So a little wiki wiki here and there is not going to ruin the flow of the night right. but it what it does is it sets you apart it, it gives them something to remember just a about little bit of flair like yeah. just a little and bit of like oh and a lot of times a lot of times the scratching that i'm doing they don't even they might not realize that i'm scratching unless they're looking at me because like yeah you ha you hear it and everything but like you know like i said it's not overpowering this the song i mean i still think if you're a great scratcher but you don't know how to select the right songs 
uh, you're a crappy DJ, you know, like yes. a wedding DJ at least or a, a club DJ, you know. Yeah. So it's just knowing when to throw it in, how to be subtle about it. And but I do think that it is something that sets you apart. And, you know, I, I talk about it and I know Nick has said this, too. Uh, we talk about it with our clients. I want them to know that I scratch at parties because I've had clients ask me, like I've had a, I've had a, cu- a couple once say, look, we really respect what you do. We've seen your Instagram videos where you're showing off and stuff like that. Uh, we just, you know, and we don't want to offend you, but we we would just like for you not to scratch at our wedding. I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. No, so so that's the biggest thing is you can do it and then you can choose not to do it. Right. Versus what if you're trying to book somebody that wants someone to cut their face off? Right. You know, then you like you. So and it's sort of like I think that's like the the technical stuff comes like the step after um, like quick mixing or fast mixing, depending on where you come from and how you reference it. Yeah. Like if if you're 90 seconds into a song and you're ready to move on to the next song, you can stop like you can pull the brakes. You know, you can pull back a little bit. You can let songs play out. Um, right. I've done that. I've but, done it. I've I've literally gone to mix a song. Like, wait, they're not done enjoying this. Wait, song. they're not done. The, but if you aren't a quick mixer, then you can't speed right. up. You know, if all you've ever done is play every single song start to finish, then into the next song start to finish, you are not ready to be blending, to be you know beat matching, to be doing like sort of just that simple DJing uh, fundamentals. But when you get to that accelerated level, then you can always just turn off switches, you know, right. like, fine, I won't, I'll, yeah. I'll play, I'll play second chorus and out on every song, you know, we'll just cruise through this night. Sometimes those nights are great. You know, if you've had like six events in 10 days or something like that, you know, yeah, but, um, but you can't but, learn it but, on the spot. You're right. So exactly. I mean, yeah. You, I have an example, uh, Seth Velez, uh, from SCE that I work with, uh, and Seth, if you're watching and I, and I know you are. Uh, Seth actually had a client once um, say that was kind of really... like that was kind of like death. Like, I know you're watching. <laughs> yeah, you really got into the into the camera. We know you're watching, like... Seth. I know I see you there. I know you're watching. We see um, you. We it see it you. almost was um, like you better fucking be watching. <laughs> if he's not watching, you're dead. But he once had a he once had a bride uh, say, you know, we really like that whole uh, DJ AM style, which, by the way, happy birthday to the late DJ AM today. Uh, it's the 30th of March. Um, but um, th- th- his client said, I really like that DJ AM style. Uh, we want you to DJ like that. And he- he's like, well, I'm not DJ. And for us, like we worship the guy. That's why I, you know, one of our biggest influences. It's like, no, I can't be a DJ AM, but I understand what you're saying. And he's like, all right, well, for this couple, I'm going to scratch more. I'm going to play more mashups. I'm going to mix a little bit quicker. And, you know, he was able to do that. If he didn't have those skills in his, you know, bag of tools, he would not be able to do that. And he'd be like, well, no, I'm just going to keep playing songs and blending intro, outro edits and, and, you know. Can we, uh, can we talk about uh, what kind of shoes demand has that represent, uh, the late great DJ AM. Can we talk about that for a second? Cause I did not know this until I went to DJ expo and he, he, by the way, I also realized that every DJ in the world is a shoe guy uh, yeah. and brings their own suitcase of shoes on top of their own suitcase of clothes. Uh, and as Nate Nelson said in the interview uh, that I wear shitty, what do you say? Shitty, crappy, <laughs> cheap shoes. <laughs> in fact no, i said li- they were fly no i no the, the other ones but i was were the ones oh, i the was other wearing ones. he goes take those 40 dollar pieces of shit off your feet right now and he's wearing those but uh let's talk about what's in your arsenal and uh obviously that kind of gives a nod to dj am uh, that you like to wear yeah 
I mean, I'm no uh, Nate or Bun or Jana when it comes to sneakers, but I have a nice collection. Um, uh, AM was big into uh, Dunks, Nike Dunks. That was his, you know, one of the big ones. And uh, when he passed away, um, a lot, like hundreds of his sneakers went up for auction on eBay. Um, and I was able to uh, pick up three pairs of those, like actually owned by AM, worn by AM. So I have like three of them. I think one of them, I'm like, I want to wear these. And then the other two, I'm just never going to touch. So I have three pairs of his actual shoes from his collection. And then the Nike release of his, those like red ones, the the DJ AM actual branded uh, Nike shoe. But uh, those are those are my AM ones. He was He was a really you know, gigantic influence. Uh, I mean, seeing him, I, whenever he came around, I would, I would go see him. He would be in Atlantic city one day, Manhattan the next day, long Island the next day. I would see him at all three spots, you know? Um, yeah, we would just go see him every time possible, possible. And back in the day, you know, I was like, I was using, I started off like, you know, I had like, let's see, I, I used dual CD decks. I used CDJs for a while. And then I bought like a cheap pair of turntables. And then I was like, just watching him i'm like what is he using and it was simple it was just a, a rain mixer and two you know technic 1200s and i'm like i need that because like i don't have a shot not that i'm ever going to be as good as him but like i don't have a shot of doing anything that he's doing on this gear so you know i mean he's the reason why i kind of mix the way that i do and scratch the way that i do the patterns that i do are kind of like imitating him um you know I know that's kind that's the same for a lot. I know that's the same for a lot of DJs. Like a lot of us were really inspired by him, Spinbad, all these guys that are unfortunately, you know, not with us anymore. And yep, womp womp. But, uh, sorry for bringing know. the mood down well, so there. So you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, <laughs> let's talk about something lighter than that. I'm blind. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liquid death. You're blind. Um, <laughs> No, man, just real quick on DJ AM. I actually, I wasn't DJing when he was alive. Um, I didn't DJ until 2015, 2016. I don't even remember, man. Um, but um, I listened to Fix Your Face with DJ AM and Travis Barker. I was a drummer at the time. I guess technically still am. And like that guy just, he, he planted something in everybody's head when they heard him for the first time. And it was impo- It was like a like trying to scratch something beneath the surface of your skin that you just couldn't do unless you listened to the crazy shit that he did. Unless you like started to think in that way. And I think that's been like a huge contribution to just like my desire to get, uh, you know, to, to just like be creative with this stuff as early as I can. You know, um, I, so I always hated my parents for the fact that they moved me from New Jersey to South Carolina because they're they're. I'm not trying to knock the state because I love where I live, but there are things I feel like I missed out on. So for here, like I, we didn't know who DJ AM was. I had no clue. This is before the days of the internet and Googling and, and all that. So, I, you know, I didn't know. I had no clue. I'll be honest. This is uh, DJs are going to roast me for this. And I, again, don't give a fuck. I remember the first time I heard of DJ AM was an entourage. Like that was like the, <laughs> the, the sneaker story. Yeah. That was he was, oh, he was yeah. when Turtle he, Turtle was trying to get it. Yeah. Turtle's trying trying to buy the Fukujamis or whatever they're called. Uh, an AM. His car was parked out front. It said DJ AM on it. And uh, wasn't and again, his car, by the way. What was his car? <laughs> no, it actually was not his car. Uh, was, or a like, car. Just, yeah. No, no, no. But it said DJ AM on it, and I remember. Right. I, I don't know if it was him or somebody was like, "Yeah, that's that wasn't like that's not actually my car." Right. <laughs> like, but I, it was like a Ferrari or something like that. Yeah, and, it was uh, nuts. 
and I remember like, but I do remember seeing that episode and I saw obviously DJ AM and that was when I, like my days when I was coming up trying to DJ and that sort of thing. And so, you know, at the time the internet, you could finally Google, you could finally you know, try to find things. And so that's when I finally learned about uh, DJ AM. Uh, but I, we never had like that, like, you know, again, we had scientists, which is from here. That's what we knew, you know? So we never knew, you know, as a DJ, I never knew of DJ AM or that sort of thing. So I feel like I, I kind of was, you know, uh, I kind of was uh, missing out on that. And again, like I demand, you've told me the story, you know, personally, like that you went to go see AM uh, all the time. You st- I, I may have the story wrong. You stood in the booth next to him or near him or something or watched him. Do I have this story wrong? Yeah. Well, the this one club at the Borgata Murmur, Murmur Mondays is still to this day the best party that I think I've ever been to. It was it's like the industry night at the club. Uh, they always had really big names. All the DJs, everybody would come out on Monday nights. Um, and AM used to do it. And the way that the booth is set up is like there's a bar on the end. Then there's the walkway where you can walk past to go up to the bar. And then the right. DJ booth. And then on the other side of the DJ booth is the dance right. floor. So you could stand right behind the DJ booth and just kind of like there's a, you know, there's like a little like banister there like you can't like be inside of it but you're basically like you know you could tap him on the shoulder if you want and and uh that's how close we were every time and like when we first started going nobody knew who he was you know and then all of a sudden you know the nicole richie and all this like he's he's becoming like hollywood famous and every time i went there'd be like more and more security now there's like a rope and stuff like that and you had to keep going further and further back and and all of that, but you know, yeah, that's that's where we used to see him. So you can actually like just we're just watching, you know, like just literally you could see what he's loading up, how he's scratching from right over his shoulder, you know. Isn't it funny that you know we we go to a club differently than the average person? The average person goes, gets drinks, dancing on the dance floor, they hear the music, you know, that sort of thing. And you would go and sit there and watch this craft. There you know, are half. Na- there are half naked girls walking in front. I'm like, get out of the way. I'm trying to watch this guy here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had, I mean, your once, wife once, is so happy. You said that. Yes. I was, I was just going to say when she used to come out with me in the beginning and then, you know, it was like, and we're both younger and she's like, I'm sure her mindset is like, I want to see what he's doing. Like, I'm not going to leave him alone at the club. And then she realizes it's just a bunch of dudes standing around another dude, staring at him, talking about how, how much they like him. She's like, yeah, I don't have to be here to babysit him, but he's not doing anything. It is the least threatening situation ever for any DJ girlfriend fiance wives like there's there's literally nothing to worry about it's like when the girls find out that we've all played call of duty and we're all boys just freaking like (laughs) screaming at each other calling each other bitches they're like oh okay it's just you're just children stuck in uh well for me a 30 year old body for these two 70 80 year old body where where are these like hateful old jokes coming from uh old jokes are my favorite jokes april i'm gonna be 79 (laughs) I, 78 there's there's a um there's a strip club in philly called cheerleaders and w- once a year they have like the 12 djs of mixmas you know their their big christmas party 12 philly ac djs always they usually get somebody big and the strippers hate it whenever we have this party because all it is there there's all there's all the strippers up on the stage with the poles and everything and then there's the one stage where the DJ is and every single person in the club is just crowded around this stage with a guy and there literally are naked women right on right behind us and like they're coming up like hey you want a lap dance and we're like no we're going to miss the the set over here like it, it is yeah. 
Sorry. We're just a bunch they're, of yeah. dorky dudes. That's it. that's it. They literally walk up. They're like, we would love to give you a blowy for free. And we're like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. We're going to watch this. No, yeah. no blowies? Yeah. No? No. Mm, uh, nah. I, I do want to. I'm going to jerk off to this guy DJing later. <laughs> like, I'm going to save that load. <laughs> and we're pulled down from YouTube. No, I do want to touch on a subject that Kevin actually mentioned earlier. Uh, Kevin, uh, you mentioned this earlier. Demand you're blind. You legitimately are blind. Like, not like full on blind. You don't have a cane. Can you explain when you went blind? How blind are you? And uh, are you going to be unblind anytime soon? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, first of all, jeez. You're lucky I know you guys and I'm friends with you guys. Cause <laughs> the delayed yeah. reaction from Kevin is like, did he just say that? Are you going to be unblind anytime soon? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Um, I'll wait until we're. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll edit this out. Cut that. No, leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it um, in. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, yes. I uh, over the the whole after the pandemic hit. Um, I, it was maybe six months, not even into it. Um, I woke up one day and I one of my eyes. Uh, it looked like I had a smudge on my glasses. Everything was blurry. Um went into the uh the eye doctor that day he's like and they were like you got to come back tomorrow to see like the head retina specialist or whatever by the time i woke up the next day i couldn't see out of this eye um i could have i could see the peripheral but it looked like basically there was like a fist right in front of my eye and it was a great it's a gray cloud i could not see through it at all um wherever i was looking right in the center that's where that that gray cloud was in front of me um Long story short, I uh, basically I didn't have a stroke, but it's almost like my eye did. Um, the vessels in my eye filled up with blood so much that that first day I couldn't see around it. And then by the second day, they popped and bursted and blood wasn't hitting parts of my eye. It doesn't hurt. I mean, oh, but but, I but but basically my eye, uh, you know, was not getting blood where it should be the retina. Um, they. uh just like brain, like when you don't get blood to the brain, you go brain dead. It's permanent. So I still, to this day, cannot see out of this eye, on my right eye. Um, I have the peripheral and that's it. But um, yeah, they, you know, we spent months doing a lot of testing. Uh, you know, I went to neurologists and blood doctors. They have no reason why this happened. Um, you used to get they, a they pin in your eye or something? I remember you like would text Dude, me. Like, yeah. I can we not talk about that. Yeah. Oh, that's so I go, to, I go to a retina specialist. I used to go every month. Um, I was the youngest person there by 40 years because this is something that people usually get in their old age, the macular degeneration, that type of thing. So I would go in every month. They would uh, look at my eye, see if it got better or worse, and then give me a needle right in the eye. Um the first time that I got the shot in the eye, I was freaking out, anxiety. I hate needles, all that stuff. After they do it once, you realize, number one, they numb you. Number two, I can't see out of the eye anyway, so I can't even see it coming. So, um, yeah, I, they, I did it. And now, like, no shot means, like, I'm, like, no longer a baby when it comes to shots. Like, it's no big deal for me. After getting a needle in your eye, it doesn't oh. matter. Now, 
as time went on every month, it became two months to visit three months. Now I'm up to six months. I think I have one more shot. And then he said, you're done after that. We'll just do the checkups. Uh, they don't think it's going to get worse. They don't, it's not going to spread to the other eye. Um, so that's where I'm at with, with, with all of this. So it's, it's good that it's not going to get worse. Um, it can't get better until, you know, maybe 10, 15 years down the road, science will be there to correct it, you know, to where somebody yeah. that doesn't have an eye can, can now have one. Somebody that lost their eye in, in war, you know, can, can actually get a completely, you know, redone one. Like that's what, listen to Joe Rogan. He'll tell you all about that. Um, but, uh, they basically, huh. for me now, I'm just, I've learned to live with it after the first, like the first two months every day, my brain is going, you can't see, you can't see there's something wrong. You know, it's crazy. But after a while, your brain learns to stitch together the good image, the bad image, and make what is now like my normal uh, vision. So I, I, you know, really, I don't really think about it until people bring it up. So thank you. Now I'm, I'm noticing that I can't see normally. But um, way to go, <laughs> no, but but first but, off, you did, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so all right, so basically, um, the only time that it really hurts me is. And this is this is kind of tough. Low light situations. You know, you think about a camera, the less light you have in, the less you could see the same thing with my eyes. So it is a little bit harder. Uh, I, I have my my type on my screen like really big now so I can see better. And, you know, it, it is a little bit harder. But again, you get used to it. And then also the depth perception. If I'm if I'm toasting a bagel, I, I'm no longer going to reach my hand in and pull it out. Like I got to be extra careful now. You know, if I'm cleaning my knives, if I'm doing cutting, I want to be extra careful because of the depth perception. But overall, you know, after those first couple of months were done and I got used to it, it really hasn't changed my life too much. And, you know, we were talking earlier about silver lining type of stuff. I tried to find the silver lining in all of this. When it first happened, I didn't know what was going on. I completely changed my diet. I was, I went completely plant-based. Oh, the one thing that they did find was I have high cholesterol. And they're like, this doesn't have any relation to what happened. But I'm like, you know what? Like over the pandemic, I hit 40 and this stuff happened to my eye. And I'm like, I have to take control of whatever I can. I don't want to go on medicine for the cholesterol. So I changed my diet. I cut out all the junk, the fast food, all that stuff. Um, six months later, I checked my cholesterol, you know, after cutting out meat and everything. And I'm good. I'm in the, I'm in the zone like that I'm sh I should be in now. So that's better. Um, I lost a lot of weight. Uh, and that was great. I gained a decent amount back over the past couple of months, but uh, it actually just decided I'm like very recently, I've, I've really changed my diet back. I, I, you know, things are working good. So you start to like ease up. Ah, I could have a fast food meal now. I could have a soda now, but like that, I, that, I, that noise that oh, I could have, like, that's what yeah, I, heard in Vegas. It's bad. I would hear. Like, it's bad. Ah, I could have a burger. I'll have another one. Like we were in Vegas. Yeah. Like ah, I could have like 12 tater tots. I'll do a lineup. This guy's. <laughs> but I, look i'm in vegas i'm not gonna you know not right. get the in and out burger so yeah, uh true. that was kind of the end of it actually after vegas i was like let me get back into the routine and, and back on the peloton which i kind of started you know like slacking on and so now I'm, I'm getting back to where i was um but i mean it's i'm still like about 80 percent plant-based diet uh you know and and i what I don't want it to be a hundred. Like I don't want to feel guilty for having a, a, a steak. You know, sure. Uh, I, you know, we went sure. out for our. You know, me and Lauren, we went out the other night, and I'm like, I'm just gonna eat what I want tonight. You know, and that's fine because I know that the other, you know, five dinners, you know, that I'm gonna have over the next five days are gonna be all clean. Well, you've you've also given yourself the opportunity to excuse yourself. You know, yeah. If, uh, if there's no, I don't know, really know how to word this best, but like. You know, you, you you've earned your cheat day you at that cheat point, day, yeah. more or less. 
Yeah. Like yeah. I went to visit you know? the van when yeah. I went to see family in Jersey, and we sat down at the restaurant, the little outside restaurant we sat at, and he's like, I'll have the big burger. <laughs> like, that's what I heard from him. You know, the big burger, whatever, but then the next day, of course, you know, you're doing salads, and you have the uh, uh, shameless plug. What's the food service you order from? Yeah. Oh, the purple carrot. Purple yeah, carrot. Purple carrot. That's what you do. We just started. I used to, um, I used to do Blue Apron. Um, Blue Apron. Okay. But, so then there's, I think we do every plate. We literally just started. We got like our first three. I meals saw you post. Home. I saw you post that. Yeah. God. What dude, is every plate? We, had, we it's, it's, uh, so like there's, there's obviously a thousand different food services right now. Hello Fresh, um, all that stuff. So HelloFresh and Everplate are technically from like the same like uh you know like parent mothership company? parent company. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. What did, Not what did you say? I said mothership. What? Um, <laughs> but um HelloFresh has more like of the like the options of like certain um whatever diet types. Um, whereas every plate is it's a little more on like the budget friendly side. But we wanted to try something and. Uh, you know, going into like event season with Teddy, you know, being on a planner team as well as assisting me and right. the rest of the clock team. Um, we wanted to be able to not have to worry about, you know, like shop it all the time. So it's uh, we had cheesesteaks the first night. And when I tell you that they deliver great bread, like I think that's highly commendable on, you know, like so much stuff. Um, but we used to do uh, Misfits, which was a food delivery service where basically they would go to like... Um, your fruit and veggie stands or whatever and just grab like the ugly ones you know and then and then deliver that to you in a box and that was pretty cool for a while too what mothership like are they from? Rate, <laughs> that's all right good to get out i'm sorry no it's okay i, I know you're just waiting for me <laughs> I, to, to to make a space so that you hey i, I gotta I, ask I, you oh go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, i was gonna say i've done uh before this one i was doing blue apron for years i mean <clears throat> me and yeah. me and my my wife lauren we uh we both work on the weekends and you know it, it I I love this stuff because I'm not a good chef I'm not a good cook but it's just I know three meals a week are I don't have to think about it it's planned out yeah. it's portioned out I don't need any extra material like any any yeah. extra ingredients it's just it, it takes half an hour forty minutes or so I enjoy it I actually do enjoy the cooking um yeah I recommend it to to anybody yeah it's so good and it does make you feel like a good cook. You're at yeah. least kind of learning, because uh, what did I don't even remember what we made last night, um, like pork. Uh, but it's just like you know, all of a sudden you're caramelizing onions mm -hmm. in a way that you never even knew was possible, you know. And then you can start to add your own flair in, like using brown sugar instead of regular sugar. Um, so you know, like that's this kind of. And I just I love cooking, and but I really like to follow like a script the first time, and then I can kind of start to free for all, you know. So yeah. I, I, I eat but, um, so that's just where I'm at in life. Just kinda, just yeah, it's 34 seconds away, but you were... It's 35. I didn't get there. I had, a, I had training with our DJs tonight right before you, so I had to, you know, I had to, oh. I had to, do, you, you had to do work. You know, most podcasts... I do work. Most podcasts have the same conversation, but they're getting paid for it. You know, Hello Fresh, use the promo code. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's only 60 seconds, so... It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, okay. I got you. It's only 60 seconds. Two Brothers Popcorn. I'm just saying we're giving away free plugs right now. It's... I mean, yeah. listen, yeah, if but, any of these yeah. want to you sponsors. Shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing anything in your podcast without uh, getting paid for it. No plugs at all. Yes. Exactly. We're all holding up our drinks right now for any, any Do of the Do you get free Eevees? You have free. <laughs> what? Uh, this was actually from a water bottle that we got at uh, the third DJ Collective, which was my second one. Hey, uh, I'm the first one in Scottsdale. I want to yell at Demand for something. 
Crate Hackers. Yeah, see? Of crate Hackers and Direct Music Service. Wow, we just hit everything. Yeah. Got Chave, we oh, got hang EV. On. Hang on, I got one. Hold got on. Tim the Tap Man. Oh, hang on. I got one. I got one. Here you go. We're going for the big names, right? Let's go for the big ones. There we go. Um, you, you like mine? Oh, you like mine? This is the most important brand of all. You like mine? You're right there. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hi. I have a Hi, Kevin hoodie Hi. that's at home. All right. For uh, next shout week. Shout out to Mike. For shout next week, to... Drew and Fuchsia. Drew and Fuchsia. Nice. Hold on. Shout out Hell to- Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's not even- What are you, what are you doing? Boom. Shout out to TSV, Mike V, baby. Little Mike V, little Gabe, little TSV, little. Where's my MTL? Right. I was actually I was a member of the first MTL class, the master of the levels. Hey, I gotta I, I gotta bust like the man before it, we go. I gotta yell at him. Demand oh. before we go. Oh my god, we've already been doing this for an hour. Yeah, it's fun. Demand. Um, here's the thing. I, I need to ask you a question because Kevin is now doing it. Nick is doing it, uh, and Joe Zahn has been doing it. When are we getting you on TikTok? Because you are He's a on. very good talent, and I seriously. Love seeing on. you showcase your talents. And I know, like, off air, I bust your balls a lot for it, but it's because I do it in love and I love you as a brother. But seriously, like, when can we see you kind of do some stuff where, like, Kevin's on TikTok kind of showing off some routines and Nick is on Barstool and the President of the United States is tweeting him, like, when are, you, when are we going to see you do some stuff? So I just started actually uh, posting a little bit. Uh, of course he did. At- <laughs> at DJ Demand on everything, uh, but I um, the, here here's the th- I I just posted like I'm two videos, like okay. that's it. Um, I need to figure out like everybody's different, everybody does it a different way, and for me, it's just personality. Like I'm not the kind of guy that wants to stare at the camera, give a little like watch me do this, and then do it. You know, like it just doesn't feel like me. And I'm not knocking anybody that does do it that way. Um, it just, it's not, it's, it's not my thing. You know, I, I've just never been much of a show off. I mean, I've, so, you know, as far so as then, that stuff goes, but go ahead. you know, so now, now Nick, you know, the video that got him going was just actually just doing it at, at, a, at an event, you know, which a, looks a, like, really good real life and it doesn't have to be good quality and everything. And he's big on like, he records it so he can still use the regular audio. I did one, you know, the other day when I was talking about like how, you know, other DJs say don't scratch at weddings and then me, and then I showed me scratching and that was just the audio from the the camera or from the phone itself. And, uh, you know, I think that that's more me if, if you could just kind of catch me doing it like live, you know, without like, I just hate sitting there planning it out. You know, I I don't want that to be the thing. I don't want to have to keep on coming up with, with you know feel like all right now what routine am i going to do today like if it just i just wanted to be more natural i'm also look i'm i don't it's not my goal to go viral on any of these things um you know i know some people are doing it and, and if you want to do it and go viral just keep pushing it out and eventually something will hopefully catch um yeah but honestly but like, what, what you're doing is like i'll see that and basically be like oh i could do that with another song like i could take two songs and do kind of this thing like not copying you but also like copying you, like being able to like go like take the Nick Nick. We're going back to the Spinelli. He was on Barstool Sports and he did the party in the USA, Britney Spears, which in theory for even a you know me, you know mediocre DJ I think would be pretty simple. Even if you're not scratching out, right? It's a pretty simple mix uh, to do. So then DJs will listen to you and see what you're doing, and just like just like you did with DJ Am when you watched him behind 
you, you're basically getting that behind the scenes of what you're doing. So I want to be able, you're my DJ AM. I want to be able to go, how do I do what he does? I want to go in my office and take those two songs and practice it over and over and over and over and again. I want to send you guys videos and be like, I fucking sucked here and this fucking sucked and how do I get better? And, and I know not everybody has your number so they can text you and be like, how do I get this better? But, you know, you make a great point. Don't do it for viral effects. I'm I'm happy that Nick became viral. I'm happy Joe Zahn became viral. I'm happy that fucking Kevin becomes viral. I, whatever. I like I, it, for me, it's being able to help the the DJ community. Because uh, again, I will say I walked away from Mex, and I wish I really do wish Demand was like on stage DJing because I can't even imagine like because I've never seen you DJ like live in person. I've seen it on Twitch, but I've never seen it in person. When I saw Drew and Fuse. And then Scooter, I literally went and got my Uber, and I was like, I, f- like, I fucking suck as a DJ compared to this. Like, I took all of no, us said that that night. No, all of us said that. Everybody says that. By, by the way, by the way, so we get done. We get Scooter gets done. We get done. Everybody's like walking out into the main lobby. The man walks up to Scooter and is like, "What's up, bro?" And is like talking to him, and I'm like standing next to him. And I don't know the guy in demand goes, "All right, man, see you later." Doesn't introduce me to Scooter. Doesn't I didn't, say hello. I didn't know. I just assumed you knew each other. That's my not. bad. I had no clue. That's and I, my bad. He, but again, like, so seeing that on stage and going, wow, was, like, Drew and Fuse, uh, you know, and Scooter and Arlie, I would say were the four that I walked away from going, uh, and Mike Via, which I heard was good, but I wasn't there because uh, I was at a steak restaurant. But, like, I, I walked away going, like, I need to, like, get better. I need to, like, I think I text Kevin. And I was like, I want to learn how to scratch. I text you. I want to learn how to scratch. So no, but that's, yeah. seeing that on TikTok helps, will help the community. Don't worry about going viral. Just start posting shit. You know, whether it is at your wedding or whether it is in your studio, in your house, I think that regardless, you're going to help people uh, in this community. Yeah. I mean, about the scooter stuff, I mean, I think we all should be seeing people that are better than us to get inspired, you know? And I mean, <clears throat> I thought you knew Scooter. Uh, Scooter, if you're watching, and I, I and I know you are, Scooter. We know um, it's Scooter. This is, this is Shorty. Scooter. I, I will have you guys definitely meet in person the next time. He, he did follow uh, me Scooter. on Twitter. I will say he did follow me on Twitter. The the funny thing for me, what? the funny thing for me was Scooter did that set and I mean blew everybody's minds. It was just it was the perfect set for that room at that time. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm in my head, I'm like, I'm DJing his wife's birthday party. A week from now. That's right. Yeah, and I'm like, how that. am I supposed to go and DJ a party for Scooter after seeing Scooter just do that? <laughs> you know, and right. that happened to me multiple times. I mean, I did his wedding and I'm like, how am I supposed to do DJ Scooter's wedding when I'm playing all of his stuff at my <laughs> weddings? You know, but uh, it was you, know, you just got to. It, it was funny to like. uh because again, we all use scooter edits. Like I've used Fuse yeah. Mania edits, and I've used, you know, like, and all that. And then all of a sudden, you meet these people who, uh, I think there is a sense of like, you don't know what they're gonna be like. You don't know if they're gonna have an ego. You don't know, like, you don't know all these things. I don't know. And then I walked up to like Drew and Fuse, and they're the sweetest human beings on the planet. And then Scooter, I can't really say for sure because you know Demand didn't introduce me. But here nor there. Uh, I, I I definitely think get ready to never hear the end of that. Take a man. drink every now time. Now that he's mentioned it here, it's over. Take I'm, a drink. I'm never gonna take a drink yeah. every time I say I never got introduced to Scooter. So how about that? Let's <laughs> let's all take a drink. Um, we're gonna wrap up the show here. Uh, I I think that we can't not end the show. Obviously, talking about the drama that happened uh, on TV that no one was watching at the time. 
which was the yeah. Will Smith, uh, Jada, and uh, uh, Chris Rock. Um, or as the radio station blogged out and said Chris Brown. Dude, oh I saved that I photo because I was like, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Shout out to Shout Shitty out to Radio it. Jock on uh, Instagram. Shitty Radio Jock, baby. Um, Man, that's a great account. I don't think we can't not talk about it. It's something that obviously is just, you know, on, on people's minds this week. And uh, I went on Facebook, and uh, and I don't do this often, but I went on Facebook, and I was like, I just think it's fake. It was all ratings, blah, blah, blah. And then all the apologies started coming out, and the Oscars were talking about, give, like, taking back his Oscar. And, and so now I, like, I was like, oh, Fuck. Like, I, like, I can't delete it because then I'm going to look like an asshole. And I don't want to comment on it because then I'm going to look like an asshole. I just kind of, like, left it. I do want to get your, your opinions, though. Kevin, start with you. Uh, I guarantee you, you weren't watching the Oscars live. Uh, nope. But you saw it. Everyone saw it on Instagram or on social media. Uh, do you think it's real? Do you think it was well-deserved? Do you think Will Smith should have slapped the shit out of him? Like, wh where do you stand? I think about where I would have been if someone, and I actually said this to Teddy because we both have this, uh, this like skin disease. I don't even know what to call it, but like we basically have like um, where we can't get tan in certain areas on our on our body. Ew. Yeah, I know, super no, gross, right? But regardless of how she feels about it, um, how I feel about someone talking about my girl that way. I probably would have, I, obviously I'm not Will Smith. I could never put myself in those shoes, but you don't, you don't pick on somebody for something they can't control, you know? And obviously as a comedian, things are very different. They have thicker skin because they're trained to be that way. And of course to react. Um, and you know, everybody's like, oh, he could have told this joke and it would have been so much better. Like he would have come back, but then you know, Will would have pulled a gun out at that point. I don't and think it's like, no. you know, I, I think, I think that, um, uh, so I'm kind of on the fence. I understand that, like, I so I've I don't know if you guys know this, but I have cerebral palsy in my left leg. I have a, a leg shorter than the other. I wear two lifts in my shoes to make myself even, like, 100. percent Oh, uh, and so I, but you know, growing up as a kid with that, you kind of have to figure out nah, how the fuck do I deal with this? You know, if I'm gimping one day and limping along, and you know, people kind of notice it. Um, Joe Bunn brought it up. Actually, we were walking up the stairs to a restaurant uh, when I went to visit him and he asked and I just made some joke like, you know, I'm just I'm fat and we're walking upstairs or something. And I just kind of like brushed it off because I don't know I, you. You say, oh, I have cerebral palsy. And they're like, what's that? You got to go in this whole thing. But I, I never like I had friends that like I remember one time I was walking through the science uh, classroom and there's that like that little metal thing in between you know going from the sidewalk inside you know there's like this metal part where the door threshold and it was it was right where it was like and now time for the moment of silence and everyone was quiet and i tripped over it and I like fell and it was because my leg and so my friend mj i'll never forget just the biggest redneck in south carolina he's like well god damn it gimp like just like that and the entire <laughs> class erupted in laughter and I was like, I just have to roll with this and I have to laugh with this. Like, it's something I have and it's something that you just kind of have to roll with. And I think that, but that was me. That was me being made fun of. This was obviously like his wife. And so, you know, I think if Chris Rock were to say something about Will, I think Will could have taken it. And I also think like if you watch the video, like Will's laughing, but then Jada yeah. has this like, man, go fuck yourself look. And, but I think Will saw that and was like, oh, fuck, now I got to defend my wife. What I do think is wrong is physically assaulting anyone because, and I talked to Nathan who I own, who I share the office with, he has three kids 
And I said, and I don't have kids, and I said, kids are on the internet, and now kids are seeing that. So, you know, Owen, who is his son, is, you know, girls are liking him, and he's liking girls, and they're at that elementary age. And so if Johnny says something bad about, you know, the girl he likes, is he going to go up and, you know, slap the kid because that's what he saw? I think there's this... You're hyperbolizing, though, right? No, I'm not. I think that, you know, there you're are... You're taking a, a situation with adults at an award show and you're associating with kids don't know. Kids? kids don't know the difference. I think you're not giving some kids enough credit. And then I think it sort of boils down to where every person has that moment. It's like, it's like the kid, you know, we jokingly brought up Smash Kids, right? <laughs> oh, the, oh, the DJ, and how the, we the would react. Top of the show, the DJ, yeah, hit the kid, yeah. Top of the show. So, but we... You got violent with a guy for, you know, taking your laptop. So if it was another wrong. kid has his, if another kid has his Game Boy stolen in elementary school, or is he not allowed to slam the kid against the locker now? No, he's not. Oh, but I, I was wrong. Not. No, I was wrong. I was sh- I shouldn't have grabbed the kid up. Okay, I'm so not, so I'm not, I admit I'm not saying that I was in the right, but what I'm saying is like, should right. Will Smith have said, you know, fuck you, keep your name out of my south? Uh, yeah, I, I think that you know you have every right to to say that. Uh, I think that there are other ways to approach it. Obviously, there are breaks in the Oscars where you could have walked up to Chris and said, "Yo, bro, that's not that's not great." I think Chris uh, Rock would have actually went back on stage and would have apologized. I, I think he's that type of man where he would have been like, "Hey." I absolutely think he's that type of man. He like instantly apologized. He's like, "I'm sorry, that was a GI Jane joke." He did, not yeah, a, he did. you know, yeah. But let's demand. What, what do you got to say, buddy? I, you, and you're I in the comedy. Right on the yeah, tip. you're in the comedy kind of club. So you, I feel like you have, you kind of understand the thick skin of comedy, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. My first of all, my wife works at. Um, at the comedy club here in Jersey, the big one. Uh, and I've been, into com- I think I'm more, uh, it's called the stress factory. Uh, there's okay. one in Amazing. New Brunswick and one in Connecticut. Um, okay. I think I am more into comedy than I am music. I'm more into comedy podcasts than I am listening to, you know, DJ mixes. I just, I'm a big, big comedy fan. Um, like crazy, crazy. That's a whole other topic for another day. But, um, so my feed was full of comedians my, what? what were you guys? Did you just invite going? yourself keep, back keep to going, our show? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I'm. I'm I love this it. This is I not the it. end of me. Keep this going. is not okay. the end of demand. Um, but <laughs> this is uh, my my entire newsfeed was just comedians responding to this. And the whole thing about comedy is when you're a comedian at a comedy club, anything goes, and nothing should re- end in violence. Uh, you know, they're just words. If you are offended, you can leave. And I think yes. every comedy, every comedian in every comedy club took that stance of Will is 100% wrong because it's just comedy. And that gives you a free pass to say whatever you want. Um, and it's just comedy. Now, the issue is they weren't at a comedy club. They were at the Oscars. So in a but, public place. But, but the no, host no, no, uh, is uh, supposed yeah. to be funny. The host is supposed to put on yes, this yes, comedic. But it's yeah. right. But but I think that the lines are a little bit different in in a setting like that than in in a, in a small comedy club, you know, where it's you're going there for that reason. Now, his the big the big reason why comedians talk about this when you're talking about Louis C.K. and things like that is if a joke is deeply offensive, but it is funny, it's okay. But if it's deeply offensive and it's not funny, all of a sudden that's when everything's a big deal. Now, us as DJs, to a parallel here, 
I can work on a routine. I can work on practicing something and not take it out to the public until it's ready. Comedians, right. the only way of knowing if it's going to work is to do it in front of people. Keep working. And, and you're going to swing big at a big show. So he swung big. It didn't work. It was offensive. Uh, it was He probably shouldn't have said that joke. Uh, but at the end of the day, no, you know, violence is not the answer. That's that's the the yeah. bottom line. Now, you know, yeah, and that's now also, yeah. And, and also, I believe that there's so much deeper stuff going on behind the scenes that we've all heard about, um, but we honestly probably shouldn't even dive into just between Will and Jada. Um, well, listen, I mean, it, here's the other thing: like going to that subject, like if they have an open marriage, who the fuck cares? Like if they're both open with it and they're both you know doing their thing. Uh, I, I don't, you know, okay. That'll yeah. look better oh, on that. The... That was, that's right. The will in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot you did that. Oh, that'll God. look better on the big screen. Uh, God, that was so long ago now. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think if there is, if they have that open marriage, I think then well, whatever, like that's how they live their life. But whatever. I just, I think the violence was a little <laughs> too far. I do think that, um, him screaming, keep your name out of my wife's fucking, or keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. It, it's it's warranted, you know? I mean, the guy with the dumb button was, the, like, doing all he the, could to make sure that we didn't hear it, which I find funny, too, that we live in the land of the free, and as soon as you drop the F-bomb, it's dumped on American TV, but every other TV network across the world, they let it all fly. Like, no big deal, no FCC fines, like, nothing. That, like, but I don't understand that at all. Here in I America, think, like, let's have the dump, the guy dump the whole thing. You know, but again, with this, with social media, uh, and man, and the fact that we were able to find it so, so fast, like it happened, commercial break, bam, here's the Japanese TV version of Dude, it. The first time I saw it on Reddit was the Japanese version right. with like, by the way, you we heard, we were, yeah. we were watching the whole show and gave up 10 minutes before that happened. We're like, this is boring. Like, let's just really? watch something else. We just stopped watching, but that's crazy. I think both of his reactions were natural uh, fair reactions to to f fair feelings to have as a response. I just wish they were switched around. If he first started off with the yelling and trash talking, yeah. it probably wouldn't have go gone to th the physical part second. He probably would have apologized right there or done something to deescalate it, you know, but like his his first reaction was physical and then but that yelling of of keep my wife's name out of your fucking like that was a natural reaction and and you know you can't blame him for having that reaction i just wish that one was first and then that wouldn't have happened but boy he yeah. listen you got balls of steel to walk out of your seat up on stage in front of you know eight million people that are watching on tv and then how many are in the audience and also man chris rock just taking it just i mean he didn't yeah. swing back yeah. he didn't he didn't react he wow. just he took it and then will we were, smith walked away we were talking He's, about it later later the night that more people the, hours later more people watched that video than watched the show up to that point i think uh, the video oh, yeah. right? the video on twitter it was like just, 12 million I, or something like that at the point that we were watching 58.4 no million 58.4 mil smoked Absolutely smoked. Yeah. The the Oscars in 2019 had 21.8 <clears throat> million viewers. So that right. one clip has double uh, the viewers. Only on Twitter. Right, on Twitter. Who knows? Uh, Reddit. It's on Reddit. It's on Instagram. It's right. it, it's just all over. And, yeah, it's buried. But uh, I think my favorite part is uh, when, he, when Will's walking up on stage, you hear Chris Rock go, Oh, Richard. 
Like, <laughs> he just calls him by the movie name. Yes. <laughs> oh, Richard. And that's why I thought it was fake. Because in my head, I was like, all right, no one is loving the Oscars. No one is watching. People are tuning away. Yeah, it was. You know, what is something where people can tune back in? So that's why I wrote the status on Facebook. And I was like, clearly, this was just all a ruse to get people to talk about and write memes about. And it worked. It worked. Everyone's writing memes yeah. and, and trying to be comedians of their own. Uh, some funny, some didn't hit so well. Uh, but then, like, Will apologized and Chris apologized and Jada apologized and the Oscars are in. And I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe it is real. Like, maybe, maybe I'll backtrack yeah. what I said on Facebook. Uh, I I mean, okay. if, if, if anything, they accomplished their goal. Uh, but also, like, if, if we spend 20 more seconds on it, then I would say, like, Chris was Chris Rock was put in a very difficult position where he knows that this platform is failing. First off, award shows, come on. Like, are we still doing this? You know, they, they need to. They I'm just, need to congratulate themselves. My, ah, celebrate your damn selves. You know, like get the shit in the mail. But, like, uh, it, I, I'm so over it. Michael, Michael Che, Michael Che from SNL. Like, I think he he posted, um, and I know a lot of comedians have talked about this in the past with Ricky Gervais and everybody that that has gotten in trouble for award show stuff. Why would anyone want to do this? You are just setting yourself up to either be unfunny or yeah. or or go too far. Like there's yeah. no there's no winning from this. You're you, you know yeah. everybody's gonna either think that you're boring or hate you. And you yeah. know it's you got to be a talk show host now in order to do this yeah. stuff. Like you got to be Jimmy Kimmel. He's I, think I was he's just gonna be one of the most it. successful guys doing it because he just he sticks to his script, which is very clean. You know, shaved white guy funny. <laughs> you know, just like suit. That's what it is. Oh, you heard it here first. Shaved white you, guy. You heard it clean here first, Kevin. Only thinks that <laughs> I'm not even going to finish that statement. No, I, I'm saying that I think that the clean shaved white guy is the least funny of all the funnies. You don't think Fallon's Cause funny? Because it's. I don't think he's funny. No? No. Man. Nah. You know who? Yeah. You know who I miss uh, is Conan. Like late night Conan. Oh my God, Conan is uh, Howard Stern's favorite interview. Late, right? It is, yes, a late night Conan, late night NBC Conan. Where uh, I saw this thing come up on TikTok, and uh, I remember being a teenager watching it, and uh, he had they. It was an NBC acquired all of Universal, you know, TV stations, and so they had all the clips of Walker Texas Ranger. So he had the Walker Texas Ranger lever. And so whenever he pulled the lever, they would play just some random Walker, Texas Ranger clip. And I, as a 16-year-old <laughs> watching Conan O'Brien, was just crying my eyes out. Like, uh, it was some of the funniest TV. But again, it was some of the edgiest TV. I think that uh, as time has gone on, which is weird, that yeah. we've kind of gotten soft. And, uh, um, the, the, like, late-night TV isn't as, uh, not that it needs to be edgy, but there's just this... I don't know. There's something missing. I don't know. Like podcasts to me, yeah. like comedy podcasts to me are funnier now than watching Fallon or King Way or, funnier, dude. Not, way funnier. Which, by the way, Demand, speaking of this amazing comedy podcast, what other podcast do you enjoy to listen to? And do uh, you have any I, complaints for this podcast? Just curious. Didn't know if you did. Just kind of throwing that didn't out. Didn't know if you already voiced yeah. your opinion on a few of Wasn't them. Sure. No, we're going to need a whole new show for that one. That's going to take a while. Nah, you got uh, like seven and a half minutes. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, you guys are doing great. I, I, I am a big comedy podcast fan. Uh, are um, we though? I, I, you guys are doing great. Fuck I mean, you. I'm, are we though? <laughs> Go ahead. We're doing it right. We're doing it. We're doing you're it you're well. doing it. 
Doing it well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I used Doing to. It. I used to be a big Howard Stern fan. I kind of kind of stopped over the past few years. Um, the Bonfire with Dan Soder and Big J Okerson. Uh, that's not a podcast. That's a radio show. But that's I'm like obsessed. I never missed an episode of that. Um, I'm a I'm big into the East Coast, uh, like like New York City comedians. Like Legion of Skanks is a big one. It's not as dirty as it sounds. I mean, it's dirty, but it's not has doesn't have anything to do with skanks it's just the name of the show um but legion of skanks is a big one uh burt kreischer and tom segura have a great one two bears one cave uh robert kelly you know what dude i mean i've got uh, the list goes on and on of the ones and i just i i'm i I get weird with it like i can't miss an episode like i get backed up and i'm like i better go on a long drive so i can catch up here um but uh yeah i'm not as long as york pennsylvania i'll never do that but um i do try to oh i made him so sad it's my flower shop song. <laughs> I am the one. I'm the one that drove to York, PA, and you did not demand. I did. I'm from South Carolina. I went to see the poor kid out in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, and you have yet to do that. We need to change this. Came to watch hockey with me. Oh fuck! Well, never mind. I like to say one day I'll make it out there, but I mean, let's be. Yeah, real Nick's here. Nick's the here. same way though. Nick, and I, I've known Nick Spinelli since I was 17 years old. Flex. Since before I could buy a cigar. Okay, this motherfucker. Has and now he's like, oh, I can't drive. Like, oh, you couldn't drive broke for the leg, eight other jerk. years that we. <laughs> yeah, but what about before that? Leg leg was probably on its way. I've I've told him every single time I've been whatever. Beside the point. But yeah, if um, anybody does want a, some good podcast to listen to, just message. Yeah. Me are you a Bill Burr fan? I am. I don't listen to his. He he does one just by himself usually, right? Oh, dude, it's. So I know good. it's good. I love. I know it's good. Stuff. I just get. I find it tougher. I like the conversation ones, you know. Yeah, and you you have said many times, like I've I've suggested stuff to you, um, because I started listening to the Always Sunny podcast when they started doing. Yeah, theirs. that one I love. Yeah, it's dynamite, man. First off, because those three guys are hilarious, and they actually include the producer of the show, Megan, in it, and she's also hilarious. Um, but they take things like very out of their normal format. Like they created a format and broke it. But anyway, uh, like I suggested a couple things to you and you're like, dude, I've already, I've got just got too much podcast on my plate already. So, um, don't give demand suggestions, but, um, definitely uh, I'll tell you what, man, like there's, you know, when you send like your suggestions and stuff to us, like I always take everything you say with a little bit of a grain of salt, but every joke has some truth to it. And your delivery on advice, a lot of times, like when I started doing the TikToks, you were like, hey, do you want unsolicited advice? I don't really care. Here it is. Like, I appreciate everything that you yeah. say because, dude, you're great at everything that you put yourself into, um, whether it be DJing, whether it be like a, a, a just a lover of entertainment. Um, other than, you know, like catching a Frisbee, you're great at everything that you try to do. Because <laughs> he has one eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's because... <laughs> what? Because he doesn't have depth perception. Do I have to explain this Dude. one too? I was just going to ask when the dad joke section is, by the way. Um, oh, dad jokes are ready yeah. if you guys are. Kevin, by the dad way, jokes are ready if you guys are. I literally text Kevin 10 minutes before the podcast. I go, do you have your two segments ready uh, and dad jokes? And you said, yeah, yeah. And we have yeah. done neither neither segment where your bad we news, news good news whatever bad news good news is i i like i had a, it's a story kind of that i wanted to dive into a little bit um it was stories. just it wasn't really related to chris rock or will smith but it was a hilarious story that i was a part of where i got slapped or punched by my uber driver 
um and just it was like i i know how chris rock what? feels where hey, you're like no, stop, hey what's going stop. on and all of a sudden you're just hit Wait, dude it's crazy you, yeah, can't, you can't not just, tell yeah. that story you can't go oh, i was punched by my uber driver one maybe time next episode. but maybe here's next dad episode. jokes <laughs> fuck you no wait back this up we uh, uh, i have so many questions you were punched um, so by your actually, uber driver Oh yeah. Let's His tell name the was story. Jafar. Jafar the fucking Aladdin. Jafar. If you go if literally if you go back on my Instagram, I there's a photo that I photoshopped of like my face and then uh Jafar from Aladdin and it's like a boxing photo. <laughs> Jafar hitting me. To explain um, what happened. Yeah, we it was uh by the way, if if you want my advice, this would be the perfect place to end the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just got I'm hit by an is... Uber driver. This has been the Radio Shorty Podcast. See you yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm 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 not telling this story today because I'm telling you, you're gonna want to dive into Ooh. it. I'm gonna want to dive into it. I'm gonna want to try and dig up the clip of where they talked about it on a radio show, um, here in the area. Oh. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it goes in deep. I'm telling Wait, you. Wait, a radio so station it's, it's talked. Totally did it go? Story. Did it go legal? Um, no, we actually, uh, well, I actually was banned from Uber for a while because of it. <laughs> I'm telling you, we can't go into this. There's yes. layers. Can't go into it's it. Layers. You it's layers. Bro, Shorty, we don't have the time. We don't have the no, time. I'm stop, telling the joke. Stop. I'm, I'm telling muting. the joke. I can't mute you. I'm, I'm not telling the, the joke. I am. Hold on. I am. I will. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You get one question. You get one question no, and I will answer off, it. first off, my name's on the front of the fucking podcast. Hang so, on. Uh, my name's, I'm the caboose on it, baby. <laughs> You can't. The man's getting pissed because he knows that this should wait. No. This has to wait. And now the, all this, this is sucking up too much time. This is sucking up. I'm going to tell my jokes. That would be like Nate okay. Nelson telling like, oh, I won $11,000 in Vegas. See you later. And not tell what happened. And that is the happened. best thing to do that, for your podcast. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, tease it's, it's it like in teaser. the beginning of the show. And then what we go into the podcast. Oh, my God. You guys are crazy. I, I used to be in the radio. I used to know how this works. Why would you not tell this story? Didn't you get fired? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got a purple carrot meal to make here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Tell your dad, dad jokes, jokes and then maybe in 2024, we'll tell your fucking you got punched in the goddamn face maybe by next Uber week. driver. Maybe next week. I would love to tell Drew and Fuse about that. You know, Demand's yeah, not worthy? love that. Demand's no, not tell worthy? It, let's, demand can come too. We'll tell it next week. You're on it next like, week? Are, right. you, are you dedicated to this now every week? We'll bring him back. I would love to have him back. Can we add to can we, bro, can we add the Radio Shorty podcast with DJ Hi Kevin and also DJ Demand underneath it? And also Daft as a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dad jokes. Let's roll on it. All right. All right um, Do you want your music or so, no? Um, Do I want my music? Is that oh, a question? Shit, sorry. <laughs> Uh, 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 all right hey everybody it's dad joke day that's right everybody um all right hey hey shorty hey hi kevin how you doing hey hey so you heard the news about the oscars right nope i mean yep no you didn't uh well so you heard that uh will smith hit chris rock right oh no he did that's crazy yeah he did did you notice uh uh did you notice how he hit him oh god how here we go. So, uh, uh, and everybody may have noticed that he slapped him. Um, and so, why do you think Will would hit Chris Rock with an open hand? Are we gonna know right after this commercial break? Because this this joke. Because paper always beats rock. 
<laughs> he tries to step on my punchline. You see how that works, Demand? You see how he's supposed to go with it, Shorty. Fine. Like so here's the thing: we rate the dad jokes from one to ten. One sucking, ten the best. Demand, uh, you would rate that what? It's it's topical. I like that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's that's the only like reason. Girl trying to turn you down nicely. It, it's okay. No, uh, only because I've heard so many of them before uh, from Kevin. No, so many dad jokes from Kevin. This is oh. like a seven. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. So you're saying this is worse than normal, or I'm saying you've had better, but it's I've not. Definitely but had it's better. a good. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, I have a, a four. I have a, I'm giving it a four. See, this guy has no sense of fucking entertainment at all. I'm sorry. Uh, do you know what I used to do for a living? Do, do we want to take a drink? No, I don't. Why don't you tell us? I used to, I used to be an Uber driver. <laughs> all right, second joke. Second joke. Second joke. Um, so uh, I was walking down the street. Right? I was walking past this entertainment store, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I saw uh, an ad in the window. It said, TV for sale, only a dollar. The volume is stuck on full. Okay. And I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, man, I can't turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there it is. I like the demo. Hey, a little bit. That was actually really good. Uh, Demand, you rated what? I hopefully it's a big rating. I kind of like that one. It was better than the last one. I give it an eight. I give it a nine. Hey. Let me give it a nine. Wow. Nine. Okay, Noxy, what do you give the? What do you give it? Uh huh. Thanks. He's a cat. He can't talk. He's a cat. He can't talk. <laughs> All right, your final dad joke. Hey, what's up, Demand? Uh. Did you hear that a cheese factory exploded in France? No, it's amazing. I did not. Yeah, uh, it, it's horrible. Um, uh, debris is everywhere. <laughs> That's a true dad joke. That's a true dad joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it's you know, if it's punny, it's probably good. Um, this is actually one of my favorites, and if you were on my Twitch stream, then you definitely heard it. Um, I saw Fifty Cent making a sweater, and I said, "Gee." You knit? <laughs> That's so cheesy. That's They're the point. Jokes, bro. <laughs> They're not just supposed to be jokes. You're supposed to literally be like, like in your car, like slamming your fucking wheel. Like, I can't believe I'm laughing at that. I always wish I knew the listeners that did listen when we did Dad Joke Thursday, so that I would know what their reaction was, because they wouldn't, you know, people. Someone tweet and Instagram and say, "Oh, that was funny," but that's like a really small percentage of obviously what was listening. So, like. I give that one a a six. Demand, what do you what do you, what do you rate in here? The last dad joke of the day. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you on the number. I think I think it's a six. So you have a four, right. a nine, and a six from me. Uh, you have a seven, eight, and six for yeah. me. So demand loves you more, Not even bad. though he never came to Not see bad. you in your day. So yeah, well, you know what. Um, I sat in the Target parking lot in the rain telling dad jokes for you, Shorty. You son of a bitch. Wait, what? Anyway, I don't remember this. It was a while back. Don't worry about it. You still worked in radio. Um, <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode March 30th, 2022. Wait, Demand, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm DJ Demand on just about everything. Uh, so find me there. And guys, yeah, I mean... It's not funny. That's I don't, I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. Um, but guys, thank you for having me on. I mean, obviously, we're oh. we're all friends and we talk all the time. So uh, anytime you don't have a guest and you want a third and I'm around, let's let's you know, love it. So cool. Love what it. You, what you doing next week? 
Actually, you got, you got the you got the big guys got, next week. Yeah, yeah. I'll be listening to that one for yeah, sure. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Right after your leagues of the skanks and all that other, other podcasts. Yeah. But we appreciate you listening. I, I, on the real demand, I appreciate you being on. Uh, I love you to death. You you guys both are like family, familia to me. Uh, and I, I just appreciate uh, the advice. You know, I, I feel like I bug the shit out of some uh, of you two sometimes where I'm like, you know, especially in like this DJ world where I, there are things I don't know. And I'm like texting you guys frantically wondering what to do. And uh, you guys have been uh, always so patient. So I appreciate it. Uh, again, you can find DJ Demand at DJ Demand on everything. Uh, at DJ Hi Kevin, that's H-I-K-E-V-I-N. Not the other way around because, I mean, drugs are bad, okay? And uh, you can follow me. <laughs> At Radio Shorty as well. It's the Radio Shorty podcast with my home slice, my sexy brother from a PA. His name, DJ Hi Kevin. Till next time, uh, see you later. Let's redance right here. Also, Kevin, you're in charge of shutting this thing off. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs>